Hello, listeners. I welcome you to the Asia-Pacific edition of the Herbert Smith Freehills Construction Law Masters podcast. I am Hugh Kien Hyong, a partner of Herbert Smith Freehills and joint head of construction and infrastructure disputes based in our China offices. I recently had the pleasure to speak with Mr. John Bishop, one of the world's preeminent construction lawyers. John has 50 years of experience in the legal and construction industries. He has handled hundreds of international construction, engineering, and energy-related disputes as counsel, arbitrator, adjudicator, dispute board member, and mediator in many countries around the world. John is currently practicing as a full-time independent arbitrator, we had a very interesting and engaging discussion on a variety of issues relating to the development of construction law and international arbitration. We went as far back as 50 years ago to a time when John had just started his legal career in London as a very young construction lawyer embarking on what eventually turned out to be a stellar career in construction law. You can find the full podcast on our website, and it is also available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. As the full interview is more than an hour long, we have broken down the more interesting parts of the interview into smaller sound bites. In this soundbite, John discusses the pros and cons of the memorial approach in international arbitration. There is, um, from where I'm from, where I'm sitting, uh, increasingly a move towards a memorial approach, as compared to say an English-style pleadings approach uh, to the setting out of one's case. Uh, do you think? Well, which do you prefer as an arbitrator, and and what are the, what do you think are the pros and cons to to each approach? Right. Um, first of all, I should say that in relation to the two evils you just mentioned, um, a badly run arbitration uh, will take too long and cost too much, whichever of these approaches you adopt. So they're not, there isn't one of them that isn't a cure to the problem. And there are arguments in favour of both. Um, and very commonly, I have found that the parties agree on which approach they want to adopt. But where there isn't agreement, uh, it really is essential at the first case management conference to conduct a really quite detailed discussion uh, as to the substance of the case and what each party sees as the benefits and disadvantages. And this may require the arbitral tribunal to set aside rather more than the traditional hour and a half for the procedural uh, CMC. But... Um, I have to say that I lean towards the memorial approach. I've been quite prepared to be persuaded in a particular case to a traditional, but I lean towards the memorial approach. And the reason is there still are some cases where at least one of the parties has really not thought through the issues. And I know from, and you will know, as a practicing solicitor, that sometimes there are pressures put on you just to get the process rolling on the basis that the claimant needs to show the respondent he means business, and he thinks that once he's got the thing rolling, the respondent will have to um, 
come and try and seek some solution. And sometimes, uh, acting for a respondent, um, you're under pressure to throw up every possible defence on the basis that uh, as the dispute emerges, um, you can sort out um, which of these defences is going to work, which one's going to be supported by the expert and technical evidence. Now, the memorials approach does overcome some of these problems. It, its disadvantage is that it certainly causes an increased upfront cost to both parties. But it, it can have the advantage, it can cause the claimant to scale down the matters in issue and to concentrate on those which he realizes can be supported by the documents which he supplies under the memorial approach with his pleading and by the witness and expert evidence that he provides with his pleading. So he has a better idea of which of these arguments will have any real prospect. And from the respondent's point of view, he now has a much better understanding of the case that he is going to face. And because he too has to prepare the documents he's going to rely on, prepare the witness and expert evidence that he's going to rely on, he has a much more realistic view as to what are the real issues and the ones that he's going to that he's going to have a successful defence to. It, it, tell you what, it, it's interesting, you know, I've always thought it's strange that, um, as you know, most construction cases involve some element of uh, technical issues requiring expert evidence. Maybe programming, they may be engineering, uh, they may be process. And it's always surprised me that the timetable adopted traditionally in pleadings cases is that the parties are willing to uh, put off to quite a late stage in their whole arbitration process, when often it's almost too late to turn back, the time when they actually produce the formal expert evidence. They would have worked often on some informal understanding of the strength of their technical case. But it's only really after you've gone to all the pleadings, you've done the documentary stage, you've had the witness statements, then the experts sit down and start writing reports and find that it's not quite like they thought it was. How strange to leave that such a late stage. So I think an undoubted advantage of the memorial approach is that these stages happen so much earlier. Also, under the memorial's approach, the tribunal has so much better understanding of the party's positions uh, and uh, helps tremendously in uh, the case management and in particular the documentary stage. You have been listening to a podcast brought to you by Herbert Smith Freehills. For more episodes, please go to our channel on iTunes or SoundCloud and visit our website herbertsmithfreehills.com for more insights relevant to your business.